Oh, another failed wedding for Mark Brennan. What's going on? What's going on? We are three months into the year. We've got a classic Neighbours episode. We've got some great Sheila, a slap and some LGBT drama. I've got a plate of ginger nut biscuits and a cup of tea and I'm ready to talk about the wedding. It's this week's Ramsey Speak. Let's do it. So, as we mentioned, oh, Mark Brennan cannot catch a break on this whole wedding day thing. He doesn't get lucky, does he? He needs to give up trying, actually. I think he's better off single and that seems to be the way he should stay. I know I don't deserve it, but I want this wedding to go ahead. Come here. Hey, hey. Marry me. And I'll spend the rest of my life making sure that you never doubt me again. Oh, famous last words. Famous last words. And also, you know, just to kick off, we've all seen the Wedding Day episode. Um, you know, he was pouring his soul out here and Ellie was being very like, oh God, I'm so upset. You abandoned me. You left me. I mean, I know it was all going to come out later, but she did cheat on him. Yeah, she did. Like, I think she could have just been like, you know what, Mark? We're even. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's absolutely <laughs> like, fine. Forget it. We'll don't move worry on. about it. <laughs> no, I feel like at that point, Ellie had, you know, she pro- she kind of processed what happened with Chloe, but she shoved that right to the back of her mind. So as far as she was aware, she was like, no, do you know what? I'm angry because Mark's ran away and I don't know whether or not we're going to get married or not. Mm. And then we did make it to the altar, which in neighbours fashion, you know, if you make it that far and there's not an explosion, the car's gone off the rails or something like that you're actually about 50% of the way there. There's a good chance you're actually going to make it through the ceremony. Oh, well, yeah, there's there's all to play for at that point. I think you think, right, we've got the vows to do and then we just have to get through the day. We just have to make, you know, if you can make it to Lasseter's Hotel for the end of the day for your wedding night, you've absolutely done it. You smashed it. And I think, you know, Mark looking around and seeing that, um, you know, his brother Tyler couldn't be bothered to come for the wedding. I know, and weird, no Liz. No Liz, um, uh, no Ellie's mum, you know, not in the slightest interested. I know, I know they had a bit of rows and falling outs before, but... I think Ellie's the type of person who would regret her mum not being there yet. Especially because Liz was there when Ellie got engaged. She came down and was in a few episodes. Or so, just that especially. Exactly. So a little bit weird that we didn't see Liz there or even no talk of, I mean, I didn't notice it anyway, no talk as to where Liz was. There wasn't any excuse of, oh, she's gone to some retreat to find herself. I don't know. Not where... like um, Aaron and David's wedding when uh, Aaron's mum was like, wasn't she like recovering in hospital or something? Do you remember? Oh, there was yeah, that? yeah. There's, there's just always an excuse for someone. So I did think it was a little bit weird that Liz wasn't there, and obviously no Tyler Brennan. But um, them aside, plenty of drama. If anything, they just missed out on some quality drama. Absolutely, we made it to the vows. It was a beautiful episode. Um, on location. On location, we got a beautiful backdrop. Um, I loved the artsy shots when uh, Ellie was walking down the aisle and she started kind of freaking out, and that mm. was a real um scott major kind of um essence you played lucas you know he loves those artsy shots and yeah i really loved that we got that point of view shot that just was supposed to be inside her head and her absolutely having that meltdown and we've all had those moments where like we're in a room and inside you're screaming <laughs> and that's exactly what you saw there but it was visualized absolutely. so well and i absolutely loved that i thought it was great and great loads of like you know voils blowing in the wind lots of white everyone was dressed in white that looks beautiful mm. Um, but then, yeah, in amongst all that serene, calm surrounding, an actual in- internal meltdown was going on between Chloe and Ellie, especially Ellie. Um, loads of drama. And I loved their vows. I loved that everything they said during um, every part of the ceremony would just kind of lead into the fact that we all knew that Ellie had a little deep, dark secret. Above all else, I promise to live in truth, to communicate fully and without fear. 
I give you my hand and my heart. And I pledge my love, devotion, and faith. We've been through our ups and downs, and we've held on tight. I'm so glad we have. You are a wonderful man. <laughs> One that I love and I cherish more than anything in this life. Which is, which is why I... Which is why I promised to build an amazing life with you. One we both deserve. One where, where we can learn from each other and we're patient. We forgive. Can I just say, a little bit disappointed Mark didn't have a Doctor Who reference in his vows. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that should have been in there. Um, but apart from that, it was actually a very beautiful scene. And, you know, off the back of last week's episode where we discussed Sonia, the special, if you haven't listened, please do. Um, we listened to, you know, her vows with Toadie um, across, you know, their wedding and their vow renewals and stuff like that. Um, and it did have that essence to it, actually. It had a real authenticity to it and it sounded really genuine. What was classic is the line where it says about communicating clearly and um, without fear. That was just bloody brilliant. <laughs> that was just such a moment of like, you know, we all know what you've done, even though nobody knew. Uh, yeah, but I just also, thought it was great. Communicating clearly without fear. Mark runs away at the slightest sign of like anything happening. You know, his yeah. his mental health, I think, is actually something that I'm hoping we're going to see potentially a portrayal that could be, you know, very well acted um, by yeah. Scott, I think, because we're seeing this completely different layer to him. And as a police officer, he's got this kind of PTSD about danger and about people he loses and women in his life and, you know, how he really struggles with that. Exactly. And you've got a character there who's had so much shit happen to him that, yeah, as you said, that's a real good avenue to go down and explore his mental health. He's, we've seen him struggle with anxiety since losing Sonia. I think that'd be really interesting to see how that keeps on going. Mm, and I know but, we've had things in the past. I'm thinking, you know, historically, um, with like uh, male characters having eating disorders and stuff like that. I just wonder if he'll yeah. go down that route. I can imagine something like that where he really locks people out potentially. Um, mm. to a dangerous level maybe ellie will be the one that's able to get through to him and you know actually in the end that maybe could pull them back together that's if they make it that far i mean after the big reveal the big reveal who knows what's going to happen which was great ellie's absolute meltdown where she basically crumbled to the floor and said oh, slept with his sister hey i'm your husband now you should be able to tell me anything <gasps> talk to me <laughs> I'm so sorry. I cheated on you. I slept with your sister. <laughs> ouch. That is just... Ouch. Yeah, I don't even... What? What? His, re his reaction at that point was just a face of... What am I supposed to say? What, what am I supposed... How am I supposed to react when somebody says you slept with your sister? Yeah, that is... Uh, ouch. The whole day, I think Ellie seemed really off to a point that if that was my wedding day, I think I'd just be like, what the hell is wrong with you? This is supposed to be the happiest day of your life. You've planned a wedding in six days. You've got the budget from nowhere. You've clearly won some kind of Australian competition to like <laughs> get the wedding paid for get on location. You know, um, it was just, it was a beautifully, you know, a beautiful ceremony. Susan, of course, was the compare because no money spared. Um, 
it was just really odd. Um, there was obviously a lot of random people missing from it, from Brandy Street, as we always see. Um, but this big reveal when Carl walked over and was like, oh, what's going on? It was just like classic neighbours. You know, Carl Kennedy bumping into it as like the drama's about to unfold. Oh, sorry, I just slipped in there. And, you know, Ellie's like, I slept with your sister, Mark. And then she runs away, runs away in uh, slow motion into the distance. Literally and in then slow mo. We crossfaded in some, to some stock images of Melbourne. You know, it was just, it was just great. You know, we didn't have a reaction from Mark at that moment. And what was great is then after that, we got total rage. And I think we'll come on to that in a minute because yeah. Mark's rage gave me everything I needed from a everything. classic Neighbours episode. But that's what was really great about these couple of episodes this week is they really took me back to an earlier time of Neighbours, kind of around like 2003, 2004 time with the script writing and the way it looked and the, how overdramatic it was. Everything about Ellie's performance was so overdramatic and overacted, but it worked well in typical Neighbours fashion. Um, and with that, we saw a nod to Kate as well when Kate gave the letter and it, that was just overdramatic as well, but in a way which was really nice and poignant, actually. It was. We only get one life, Mark. And it's too short to waste on fearing what you might lose. I love you. I'll always love you. Kate. Oh, you. No, you're not. I love you. Always will. I know. I know. She's a person I want to spend the rest of my life. Guess what? You're telling the wrong person. Oh, I just love that Kate, you know, in her kind of planning, wet thought, I need to write a letter to Mark that basically tells him to get married to Ellie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is basically exactly what it said, didn't it, really? Um, but nice. Another day on location as well. So we got we got two, <laughs> we did. two Listen, locations this that week. That Channel 5 investment to Neighbours is doing some something doing wonders. Well. Absolute wonders. <laughs> uh, no, I liked it. It was nice. We like a nod to Neighbours past, especially when it comes from good old Kate Ramsey. So I'm, I'm glad she's given her blessing and she's given a blessing to a marriage, which who knows how this is going to go down. Mm. Um, you know, are they going to stay together? What's going to happen at this point? And Ellie was very conscious of Mark's um, background and history with weddings in what she said in quite a cutthroat way I felt when they had some kind of uh, you know angry words yeah this was Ellie's rage you lost Kate Paige left you I'm here and you ran and I'll apologise a million times for that but I need you to know I am as committed as you are savage absolutely Absolutely savage savage. (laughs) I mean like just just reeling him out like she might as well have got some photos out and been like Mark this is why you're shit like this is why you're shit and this is why your marriages have never been successful before (laughs) like oh real savage uh yeah good on you Ellie but uh you know you could have could have been a little bit nicer with that one and what we saw with Ellie there and then we saw I think with the whole sleeping with Chloe thing was her kind of you could argue selfishness. Again, she was going, me, mm. me, you lost Clay, you did this, and actually I was left, I did this, I was on my own, you weren't here for me, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And I get that what he did was, you know, quite um, upsetting and distressing because he just disappeared off the face of the earth and went to, you know, a place for some kangaroos. But it was weird that, you know, her first instant, I felt, was to be angry. I know that there was a wedding mm. to be planned, but I think if you love someone like that, would you not be talking to them and saying, you've just lost Sonia, who you basically had a baby with. You've lost your best friend. You know that when you're getting married, one of your wives was shot dead. On your wedding day. On your wedding day. Yeah. Another one you arrested. This is, you know, mentally, again, this is really damaging stuff. 
And all Ellie could think about was herself. But on the flip side, I thought that was quite nice because I've struggled with Ellie's character since she came into the show and she was written in being Hurricane Ellie arrives and this party girl who was all over the place. But actually, recently, all we've seen is Ellie be the complete opposite. She's got a life together. She's a teacher. And I just didn't see any of the sides of that Hurricane Ellie who was quite selfish and just cared about, you know, me, myself and I and drinking and having a good time. This moment when she was being really cutthroat with Mark, I thought, ah, now we're seeing the character that was written into the show as Hurricane Ellie. She's being selfish. She's being a bit of a bitch. And yeah, she's just giving it all. It's not my fault. It's all yours. And I thought that was quite cool, actually. And I think we're going to see more of that in the coming weeks. It's a little tease, I think, from what we've seen coming up and some of the kind of teasers and spoilers that we obviously can't talk about. I think we are going to see more of Hurricane Ellie, which is very exciting. But from Hurricane Ellie, just to touch back on Mark's rage, you know, these two could be a power couple if they're both going to be this crazy and angry all the time. You know, Mark flooding out of the house, looking like he's about to hit Chloe, mm. I think was just gave me so much nostalgia, so much kind of um, fantastic script writing. Um, I loved how it was like a one camera shot and it panned to Mark, panned back to Chloe. It felt like it yeah. felt really rushed and uh, shocking. And like you were there standing watching. It was like your eyes were darting across the scene, which mm. was really, really cool to see. You are the most selfish person I've ever met. I never meant to hurt you. It, it just happened. I don't think it ever just happens with you, Chloe. As usual, you took what you wanted. What else do you need? Do you want my house? Do you want my cousin? Do you want the shirt off my back? No, you don't get to cry now, Chloe. You don't get to cry now. I'm sorry. You are the most pathetic excuse for a sister. And I regret every second I've ever spent caring about you. That took me right back to Steph and Libby. That classic Neighbours episode uh, with the whole cheating scandal back then. It was exactly those moments. And I love that. We were in the street. There was onlookers seeing it. There was Sheila, Amy, Gary were all looking in. Um, It was everything that's great of Neighbours. And the fact that they all are on that cul-de-sac. So it is classic Neighbours hearing each other's business. It was everything. Let's just talk about Amy. Um, Good to see that she turned up for her best friend's wedding because we haven't seen them together in months. Yeah, it's supposed to be... Wasn't even bridesmaid. Yeah, it's supposed to be really close best friends. And now, um, you know, she's off doing Robinson Heights and she doesn't really care. Mm, It was just really odd. Um, Yeah, it kind of reminded me in the episodes because, you know, Sheila and Gary and B and that were kind of talking to Amy and saying, oh, you know, what do you think? And I think um, Amy said something like, oh, maybe I should call her. Maybe I should speak to her. And I kind of went, why the hell would you call her? And then I was like, oh, yeah, because you were like her best friend at one point. Yeah, weird. Don't know how that kind of got fizzled out in the writing, but... Yeah, you know, she mm. maybe and then she'll sometimes be there. it just doesn't slot into kind of, you know, Bees come on as this like sister character. That's really helped. And I know Chloe's like the best friend. So maybe it was just kind of too many friendships. But um, I would quite like to see Amy and, um, you know, Ellie in a few more scenes. I think that they've both got um, kind of personalities that can be very destructive. You know, um, Amy was shoplifting at one point. Do you remember she had a bit of a meltdown? Did. Ellie, again, could go off the rails off the back of this. They might need each other. So maybe we could see them together a little bit more. Be nice. From that, we've got to talk about, (laughs) more important than the wedding, that slap. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about uh, how kind of like it made us feel reminiscent of the old school of Neighbours, that 2003, 4, 5 kind of era, um, this slap took me right back there. Everything about this episode did, but this slap was just that cherry on top of the cake. If I could only speak to her, I could find out if she's feeling the same way, but she won't answer my texts or calls. Do you think I should go to her house? (gasps) You 
spoiled brat. You have destroyed your brother's happiness, and Ellie is all you can think about. I, I can't believe after everything Mark said, you still only care about yourself. I am... I am absolutely disgusted with you. Great to see Faye Brennan back just to give that hard slap. That was worth the day on location. Honestly, that was worth just bringing her back just for that scene even. I just thought as well, Faye is a uh, like guest, recurring guest character. How great to be a recurring guest character and get a neighbour's slap that's going to go down with the neighbour's slap history. Like there hasn't been many, but the ones there have been are so iconic. And if there's anything better than a neighbour's slap, it's a sheer reaction to a neighbour's slap. Oh, this is like... <laughs> the most memeable thing of course Sheila was there you couldn't really put any other character there but Sheila I loved that Sheila actually featured in all different points of this episode just giving a little reaction just being like oh or saying like a certain liner like oh she is Sheila is queen now before we move on to um kind of the rest of the episode and some of our favorite moments we've got to discuss at this point Chloe and Ellie's kind of bisexuality the kind of LGBTness of the kind of inclusion of this episode it's got people talking massively online I mean we put a tweet out saying, you know, how do you feel about this episode and Ellie's bisexuality, the visibility of it, how it was represented? I can tell you, you know, the views we got were so varied. Um, You know, Oliver came in and said that he was really pleased that Neighbours actually was representing bisexuality on screen, which is something a lot of shows Mm -hmm. aren't doing. Um, uh, Chelly Warrior, Vicky, you know, she came in and said that if you're part of the LGBT kind of Q plus community, um, you can see Ellie's patterns and you can actually recognise those. Um, something someone else said, which I kind of agree with, I feel, is that Ellie is being quite self-absorbed. And this was something Happy H said, um, sleeping with Chloe to make herself feel better and then trying to talk to Chloe about Mark. And then, you know, Chloe went, I don't want to hear about Mark. I don't want to hear anymore. You hurt Mm. me and I love you. And all you're doing is using me and then dropping me. And that's how I'm seeing Ellie right now. I think that she's being very self-absorbed. And I think she was drunk and she saw someone in front of her that she wanted to love because she wants to be loved. She wants to feel love. And I think sexuality actually didn't come into that. Um, Yeah, I suppose. I don't really know my take on it. I feel like it's definitely something which I'm sure is going to be explored more and more. And it would be interesting to see how that goes down. Um, be interesting to see Ellie go through a struggle coming to terms with bisexuality or the complete opposite and in fact she's not a bisexual character and it was as you say just she wanted to be loved by someone and it was chloe in that instance i don't know how it's going to go down but i kind of wasn't really expecting um such mixed opinions that they were getting on social media and i don't i'm not really too sure where my standpoint is with it except from i'm yeah just interested to see where ellie's gonna take it yeah, I'm interested to see where it takes off. I mean, another person tweeted us and said, um, when there was the siege, you know, Ellie didn't really go to Mark. She actually went to Chloe after because they dealt with that together. Yeah, So did. there has been these kind of slow burning subtle nods, actually. And I kind of forgot that as well. And I was a bit watching it going, oh, I think this might be a bit over the top and a bit sexualised and glamorised, which, you know, potentially the show did because they saw the reaction to to Chelly and went, let's make more of this. And I totally understand Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, but... You can't always rush those storylines, and there has been a bit of a build-up here. We got kind of a uh, climax, <laughs> I do say. Um, <laughs> and, um, and you know, I think some people were a bit disappointed with it. I don't know, I don't know what they wanted from it. Um, I've never been a massive Chelly fan anyway, which I think I've said. Yeah. I'm not a massive Chloe fan as a character. I just I don't massively warm to her. Um, 
But I think that when they're together in scenes, they can actually be really strong and bring a really interesting dynamic to the show that is very different to characters we've had before. If you compare it to, say, Aaron and Mark or Aaron and David and that kind of gay with your brother relationship or gay partner, mm-hmm. I think that this bisexual lesbian storyline is very different to ones we've seen on UK soaps, Australian soaps in the past. Yeah, I agree. And also, much like yourself, I'm not a huge Chelly fan. It's not something I've really been too invested in storyline wise. But I am interested to see where they go with it. And I'm, I like seeing bisexuality represent, representation on soaps. So I am interested to see where it's going to go. But as she said herself, I'm not a huge Chloe fan. I think as a character, I'm not exactly sure what her direction is. Um, she kind of came in as this mess who had been travelling and she wasn't sure what she wanted. And now I kind of don't know where she's And sits. now she's settled down in the suburb. She doesn't really have any aspirations. I know obviously she got some life, you know, changing news um with the Huntingtons but yeah you know it is a flip side and and I think with Mel you know that messed her up even more which was pretty much down to Aaron so I mean you know he kind of brought Mel back I think personally I'm just uh since Chloe's been written into the show she has been given storyline after storyline after storyline and personally as a viewer I'm a bit like ease off on Chloe a little bit now it does feel like we're very Brennan focused at the moment and we have been for quite a while so I'm quite interested hopefully to see a bit of an ease off from Chloe would be nice. But at the same time, I am into seeing how this bisexuality storyline's going down. So, mm. And I mean, we were chatting the other day, weren't we, about the Canon family. Yeah. And how we'd love to see them expand some more. Absolutely. And we've been putting two and two together on a few things, haven't we? We have. I saw a tweet that um, Colette Mann put out and she said that the Canning family would be coming three generational. That's interesting. I'd love that to be a case. The Canning family, I think, can be explored. It's a very classic Australian family um, in the way they speak and their their background, their history as a family. Uh, I would love for the Cannings to get a bit more storyline, especially Sheila. I absolutely love her. Um, and every time she brings a bit of gossip and a bit of light to the street and a bit of comedy, it just makes episodes mm. so much nicer. And again, we're not going to say what, but we spotted something on someone's Instagram to do with the show. Yep. Uh, where in the background there was a crew board and there was a name of a new character. Uh, and yeah, you can make it that what together. you will. Yeah. Exactly. We're like, oh, three generational family, the Cannings. Could this be a could new addition? Could that be the missing part? I'd love it. It's time, personally, I think, for the show where they brought a whole new family into the streets, what they need. I think we've got um, room. It's a, it's a cul-de-sac. And at the moment, we've got loads of adults and we're in danger of it becoming a little bit more like Hollyoaks, where it's mm. all like drama, who's cheating on who, who's getting married, who isn't. Actually, Neighbours has always been about families and there should be some more families there. So if the Cannings are about to grow, I'm all for it. If not, let's get a new family. I want to learn about some new people. Mm. And let's see how they do. And it could be that, you know, uh, they go into a house, it's being rented, they're there for six months and they're out. We could go back to when we had like Rosie and Fraser and Pippa and that kind of vibe. And we could have people that are like house sharing and don't even know each other. And they come and rent rooms. Mm. There's so many ways we could go about this if needed. Um, But that's quite exciting for us as viewers, I think. I love that the producers are in control of that and the writers and the storyliners. And, you know, I'm hoping, I'm sure they have some really exciting ideas for that. And probably what they want to do to bulk out, you know, the locations, shops, you know, people that work in new sets maybe we're getting um so i think that's exciting for the summer in the next few months to see how that all evolves i hope so we're in a point at the moment where we're getting lots of um past characters come back which i really enjoy because it adds the element to the show that you know that there is families there and we haven't forgotten about the past neighbors characters we love a nod to neighbors past 
But I do think new families um, and new storylines and drama that come from those families is what's really needed right now. So potentially more canons, but continuing on the canon note, let's just talk about Sheila and her love of gossip. Have you got any idea why she ran off? Not really. But the Kennedy said that she's home. Maybe I should go and visit. I'm worried. No, you don't have to be blind, Freddie, to know what's happened there. Ellie just got sick and tired of playing second fiddle to a ghost. I don't think Kate has anything to do with this. <gasps> Mark has been visiting Kate at the cemetery. I love <laughs> She's playing second fiddle to a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a classic great. Sheila line. <laughs> oh, I love her. In fact, uh, Sheila is going to be my highlight of the week this week with her line um, about Ellen and finding out the sexuality of Ellie. This is just, this just tops the week for me. She's in her room, she won't say much. I've just come to get some food, hopefully she'll eat. So, what's the story? Is she team Ellen? Bye. Or has she just gone completely fluid? Mum. I just want a palmer takeaway, please. What makes that even better is B just being like, I just want a partner takeaway, please. <laughs> like, I'm literally, Sheila, I'm not here for your shit. <laughs> please go away. <laughs> but I just oh. love it because you can imagine Sheila as a character again. This is where we get like evolved characters. You know, having Xanthi in the house, Sheila would have been watching like TV shows with Xanthi. She's learned more about, um, you know, sexuality. And I love that we got a line in like that. That's like, is she gone fully Ellen? Or that was like her most, you know, up-to-date reference that she could think of. Oh, it's I great. It. It's, so it's so good. It's so good. It was also good that we did see a little nod to Toadie and Sonia still this week. I think we we have seen a bit of a um, a turnaround where we've gone from like lots of touch points on Toadie, lots of people looking after him to pretty much it feeling like he's been shoved under the carpet. Yeah, to be honest with you, I actually think it's one negative which the show didn't do particularly well. I was all for, um, after Sonia passing that week of episodes that was so traumatising and upsetting, I was all for the thought that they needed to switch this around quickly and make it classic Neighbours, bring humour in and make it overdramatic, yeah, which have they have going. done. have Life goes on as it does in real life as yeah. well. And people love Neighbours because it's very overdramatic. And this week was very like 2003, 2004, like we said. However, there were characters that came back. We saw Toadie's mum back in the show for the memorial. We saw Lucas and Vanessa. Jade was obviously there. And this week, Toadie was struggling and then just off to America. And actually, where's his mum? I didn't didn't expect her to stick around. But a line just saying, you know, I'm here for you and you can come to me whenever you need to or I'll be down. Jade just showing her struggle. It's her sister who's passed. And we got no reaction bar, like one line at the memorial. Lucas and Vanessa, great friends of Sonia, even just a little more of a moment at the memorial would have been nice. But instead, they all just shoehorned out straight away with all the Chelly drama. And I just didn't think it went down too well, personally, myself. And I think what was probably a factor in that was the fact that it is so flippant in comparison to the Chelly drama. We had this very beautiful, quite dark bit, not even talking about the sadness of it, just quite deep in terms of the structure and the quality of the storyline. And then we went over to a kind of like classic soap. Will they make it down the aisle? Oh, something went wrong. And I think it was so flippant that actually that probably made it a little bit more frustrating. Um, I did absolutely love the Tony moments we got, though. Um, I just think it's a shame that like Jade wasn't there to answer one of those questions or his mum or. And that would have been brilliant. And I know that comes down to timings. Neighbours is 23 minutes long. We've got to cram it all in. Yeah, totally get that. Um, but just as a fan, as well. it was a bit frustrating. Yeah, schedules are getting, actors would have come into it and everything. 
Um, but I suppose for, for old fans of Neighbours, like my parents, who don't really watch it too much anymore, um, they really enjoyed the Sonia storyline and the memorial seeing old characters come back and then to quickly have them dismissed and taken out of the show. Um, they personally felt like it was wrapped up too quickly yeah. and now they're just they're not invested in the Chelly drama, so they haven't stuck around for it. I got exactly the same feedback. Someone going, that cat storyline is one of the best things I've ever seen on soap. I tuned into Neighbours, especially for it, because I saw you talking about it. Oh, but it seems to now be back to kind of, quote, random craziness. And I was like, yeah, but that is Ramsey Street. That is Erinsborough. And that is kind of what you come for. But I think uh, a little bit of a, a kind of slower transition, a, a safer, slower kind of push into the next things that were going on, maybe would have helped those casual viewers to to invest a little bit more and, and go, God, we're really invested in Toadie. And if we actually interlocked him into some other storylines, like if he did go to the wedding, but it was like a few weeks later, mm. people would have watched to see how Toadie dealt with it. Exactly. And that but would have been a nice touch. Nice what we did see of Toadie and really loved, lovely to see him lean on Dippy and Shane. Hey, guys. Um, hey. Sorry, I'm having a bit of a fashion crisis. I, I, I can't decide. I, uh, I go with that one. Yep. Good. Just uh, need a second opinion. It was so cute because it was literally just walk in, shot, walk out. It was really nice. I loved that. I also loved that, um, you know, if we couldn't have had Toadie at the wedding, as we were just discussing in a way to maybe have like a little touch to Sonia there. Mm. Um, I loved that we did have that moment with Callum where it all became very real for Toadie again. And for us as viewers, it was a nice nod and a nice touch to go, all this happiness, <laughs> inverted commas, uh, all this happiness slash drama is going on, but Toadie is still grieving. There was always something. And then I remembered that she's not here. And I didn't want to go to the wedding. I didn't want to go without her. That was great. Not enough to make you cry, personally, but enough that you, that you like you said, remembered everything that happened to Sonia. He's still struggling. He's still grieving. Um, and just really nice moment between Callum and Toadie in general. Hmm. It's sad to see them go off to America. I'm hoping that when Tony comes back, Callum is by his side. I don't think he will be, but I would love that. I think we absolutely need that in the show. Um, I love that that's just a nod to Sonia, just in the face, just having Callum there. It's just lovely. Um, but it will be great to see the kids, you know, enjoying themselves. Hopefully, Tony's way of escaping it is a positive one. You know, talking about how Mark's dealing with grief and that. Yeah. Tony actually does seem to be dealing with it in an emotional way, but he seems to be being quite strong for the kids and he's actually looking after them and ensuring you know when he had that talk to Callum the other week and went but how are you doing mm. how are you actually doing um we're seeing like you know a real a real like care a real and he's love. taking on a lot of what Sonia would do that's what Sonia was like as a person so he's he's adopting all of that now that she's gone and he's being that person uh for the for the both of them so yeah really lovely um on that side of of grieving nothing from Kersha this week no that made you quite upset yeah I mean we did see her at the memorial but but no line or anything I suppose it wasn't really suitable we didn't really need a line from Kersha but you know nothing from her not at all um if you do hear anything from Kersha please make sure you tweet us yeah, we do. literally get tweets weekly with people being like no Kersha what um so it's at Ramsey speak if you're not following us please do we'd love to have you um insta twitter facebook we're all over it we love to chat to you we've got loads of games we've got comments you know if you want to be involved in one of the episodes like some of the comments we read out earlier just pop us a tweet let us know what you're thinking about the show yeah we'd love to hear from you (laughs) exactly do and also sometimes kersh's lines can be can be so quick and few and far between that sometimes even we don't see them so please eagle-eyed viewers 
let us know about Kersha. Um, as Alfie said, do get involved with social media. Lots more Chelly drama coming up, I'm sure, over the next week as we see Mark come to terms with it and everything else that Ramsey Street is going to bring. So, let's see. It's exciting times. Um, I realise I've been jingling throughout this record. I'm not sure if it's picked up on the mic. But I'm wearing a pair of dungarees because I was really feeling my Charlene today. So, <laughs> sorry you can't visualise that. But if you can hear a jingling, that's what it was. Um, so More than just dungarees are you wearing. You're also wearing a t-shirt that says, everybody's welcome on Ramsey Street, <laughs> as you've seen am. online. Uh, absolutely uh, am. We're yeah. absolutely <laughs> wrapping the merch here at Ramsey Speak. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Do keep staying involved on social media and we'll see you next week. Yeah, speak to you then. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy Neighbours. 